I think it's just got some fantastic lines, hasn't it? I mean, from the um, the Chinese cat at the beginning, singing, how much is that doggy in the window? Not only are they an exquisite ornament guaranteed to brighten and adorn any sideboard, but they are also a revolving musical box. <laughs> they are China cats that play how much is that doggy in the window? Some great lines, Mr. Kipling, you know, asking a trotter if he knows anything about chandeliers, asking a Mr. Kipling if he knows anything about cakes. It's just brilliant, brilliant line. What's your favourite bit, Your you guys? I think it has to be when the butler comes to inspect the chandelier and then run off. I should telephone his lordship at his cottage immediately. Yeah, well, tell him to phone us at home. Oh, by the way, has his lordship got our home address and telephone number? Uh, no. Good. Right, out of it! <laughs> when Del Boy's sort of hand, looking at all the pictures in the house, isn't he? And he says, about Van Gogh, why did he chop his ear all off then? Stuff, Things like that are just brilliant little lines, aren't they? Um, who are these people? Who are these people? Yeah, Wallace, isn't it? That's the butler's name, isn't yeah. it? Wallace, yeah. But brilliant setup, isn't it? Del's gone out to the van to get one of these Chinese cats and he's overheard his lordship, hasn't he? Yeah. Going into the chandelier guys, basically, saying, you know, he, he's giving them the description. Is he, I know it's a Louis the Fourteenth. I know it's mm -hmm. done by experts. It's French crystal. I know I own the damn thing. So, obviously, then Del goes back into the room and he, he's got that stored away, hasn't he, for when, when they actually leave, you know, half an hour, an hour later. Brilliant how he just accidentally comes across these chandeliers, isn't it? And Yeah. You know, Del does that a lot, doesn't he? He overhears things or he adapts himself to the situation. Yeah, because that, that was good, isn't it, when he's just like, now, is it? Is it French Crystal, isn't it, Your Lordship? Don't tell me. Is it Louis the Thirteenth or Louis the Fourteenth? It's just how he's just setting it up very, oh. very nicely, isn't he? That, that's beautiful, isn't it? Eh? Yes. Mm. Goodbye. <laughs> French Crystal? Yes, it is actually. Yeah, forty one. You can always tell by the older cut of the uh, droplets. Seventeenth century, that, isn't it, Granddad? Yeah, if you like, Bill. Yeah. I'd say it was one of the Louises. If it ain't one of the Louises, it's very similar, isn't it, Rodney? <laughs> Oh, it's a dead river, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But is it Louis XIII or Louis XIV? Uh, now, don't tell me, Your Lordship, I can get this. That is Louis XIV. Am I right, Your Lordship? Spot on, Trotter. How do you come to know so much about chandeliers? Huh? Oh. <laughs> How come we know so much about chandeliers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry about that amusement there, Your Lordship. But, see, asking a trotter if he knows anything about chandeliers is like asking Mr Kipling if he knows anything about cakes. The backstory to that, don't you, about it being a true story as well? Yeah, because you were saying, like, John Sullivan, this is from his father, the story. And, yeah, like you said, apparently, well, it did happen. And all these people, like, got the sack, didn't they? Which is a terrible thing, isn't it? Because they laughed. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think John Sullivan told David Jason the story. David Jason said, "You have you have to write this, John. You know it's so funny." And John said, "I'm I'm just telling you a story." Like you know, um, John didn't really think he's going to put in an episode. And then Ray Butter thinks said they sort of wrote that back to front, if you know what I mean. They sort of how how does Dell and Rodney and Grandad get into this massive mansion sort of thing? So I yeah, think that was well, that's um, the only that's the only thing with it. I think it's because of that moment. It's number one because that's one of the best 
moments in comedy history, isn't it? It, it has to be number one. Nick and David were frightened that if they laugh during that bit where the chandelier falls down, look at the sack. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's right. It's, it's one take, Emily, isn't it? Obviously, because yep. it, it, I was reading that it cost six grand, that chandelier. Now, this is in mm-hmm. 1982. Now, six grand in today's money, possibly 100K probably now, isn't it? You know, inflation and money going up and things. So, yeah, the, it was one take only. And then he said, you've lost a series or something, didn't he? If you if you if you laugh, we've lost the series. We've lost the series. We've lost the episode. We've lost the series. Rodney said you could see in the corner eye Ray Butt who told him this, sticking the handkerchief all yeah. the way in his mouth, wasn't he, and laughing his, <laughs> his head off, you know. Yeah. Um, and then when they said cut, Nick says the air went blue like you know. Filmed in a school, you know, wasn't it a public school, a boarding school? The actual mansion is, which is obviously a historical, but it's still there today. I have seen. On Facebook, one or two people who've been there, you know, and as you would as a, as a Fools fan. Of course, Ray Butt said a lot of people wouldn't want to have, have it filmed there because you don't want a chandelier crashing on the floor. It would make some damage, wouldn't it, really? Any chandeliers still there? Any chandeliers still there? Well, I know there's one that's not there, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and apparently it's the first time, I didn't know this till last night, it's the first time that Only Fools and Horses hit 10 million viewers because Series 1 was mooching around the 7 million mark and that's when... Mm-hmm. As we've said in previous podcasts, they weren't going to commission it for a second series because seven million wasn't massive numbers, was it, when there's three channels? Yeah, it's unbelievable to think that now. But John Chalice said that. He said that possibly there wouldn't have been another series of Only Fools and Horses. They repeated it because there was a strike at the BBC, etc. And yeah, and then they found a new audience. But incredible to think, isn't it? Gruesome legs, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. And that where you see Grandad lift up the floorboards, apparently that was filmed. That was filmed at one of Ray Butt's girlfriend's houses in a back bedroom or something. Amazing how it all gets you know pieced together. Yeah. One more turn, Dill. Right. Now brace yourself, Rodney. Obviously, the funniest bit is uh, brace yourself, isn't it? That's the bit where you start laughing, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brace yourself, Rodney, brace yourself. I think it's great as well when he, um, Del Boy says to Grandad, do you want a jammy? He says, no, I had one before we left. <laughs> he turns to Wall- Del turns to Wallace the butler and goes, oh, he's a craftsman, craftsman. But for and me, Grandad just amplifies it, doesn't he? The way he comes yeah. downstairs, he's like, all right, Del. <laughs> yeah, he looks quite proud of himself, isn't he? You know, strutting down. Yeah, did you did you drop it then, Del Boy? What do you mean, drop it? We weren't even holding it. How could we drop it? We wasn't even holding it. We was working on that one. Well, I wish you'd have said something. I was working on this one. I was working on this one. Yeah, well, you'd have told me, yeah. But that's a brilliant thing, isn't it? We don't see that's obviously that second chandelier, do we? At no. all. It, it's, I suppose you think they're going to drop it, don't you, basically? Yeah, I mean, I can't remember watching it for the first time, but you think they're going to drop that chandelier. You don't really realise there's a second chandelier that they're not even holding. It's great filming, though, because the chandelier they're going to catch is right there in the shot, isn't it? And then the other one's in the background. It's uh, one of the best comedy moments ever, isn't it? Well, apparently, for, from a Fools and Horses perspective, it was voted the second second best comedy only fools and horses comedy moment yeah i think we put fools and horses on the map that episode i think it probably that episode alone from the early days put it on the next level would you say that it's probably the highlight of series two bet you've held a few balls in here my lady what We've got some half-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie OPs, pool games, gold chains, wuss names, and Edda Push, and Trevor Francis tracksuits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush.
No money back, no guarantee Black or white, rich or poor We'll cut prices and a straw God bless Lucky Street